This is Coffee at KYUK, conversation between friends and neighbors. Come in and have a cup. Joining us for coffee this morning is Dr. Amy Vinlove, the Dean of the University of Alaska Fairbanks School of Education. Here to speak with her is KYUK's Steve Heimel. Welcome to you both. Well, hey, great to be back on KYUK. Amy, how are you doing? I'm doing well. Good morning. Good morning. And uh, what's weather like in Fairbanks this morning? Well, I just heard your weather report in Bethel, and it sounds very similar minus the wind. <laughs> yeah, so in other words, cold. Yep, just uh, hovering just below zero, but um, it's awfully lovely out, and the sun's just coming up. Well, uh been a lot of excitement in your town because of uh, the Yukon Quest, and uh, congratulations to Brent Sass. Absolutely. And uh, let's get on to talking about uh, education and uh, the future of it and this year in the world of education in Alaska because it seems to me that uh, this could be a pretty pretty busy year on education. Uh, we, we've already seen in the legislature that both the Senate and the House have, um, have bills in front of them uh, to raise the BSA. Uh, so that means there will be more fundamental uh, foundational money for the school districts. We had a, a bill last year that uh, uh, saw to it that we would uh, uh, work harder to reach, uh, to get early education to kids, to uh, reach better uh, reading standards. And uh, now we see that uh, the, the budget before the, is before the legislature for, uh, for the university. How do you think it's going to do? Well, um, I, I certainly have strong hopes. Uh, certainly, we're, we're very appreciative. We Last uh, budget cycle, we got an extra million dollars to put towards uh, supporting pre-service teachers. So we're very much hoping that that um, encourages more people to come into the profession and shows the legislature the importance of, of providing that financial support to folks um, to get more homegrown teachers for Alaska. So I'm really hoping that that particular piece um, continues and, and makes it into to this year's budget moving forward. Homegrown teachers, yeah, that's what we really want to talk about here. Uh, along with being the dean of the School of Education at UAF, you're also the chair of the Alaska College of Education Consortium. But I guess we don't have that many colleges of education, do we? We don't. We we really only have um, four universities that are uh, addressing what is referred to as initial licensure in the state of Alaska, and that's the, the initial teacher license that you get. You can get additional endorsements on that, but um, there's really just the three UA institutions as well as um, Alaska Pacific University that are creating programs that serve, that create, generate new teachers um, for Alaska within Alaska. Well, um, yeah, you spoke of uh, hoping to get a renewal of uh, the uh, money for pre-service teachers. What does that do? Well, we're really um, honing in on the need for three things to get more homegrown teachers for Alaska. And one of those is just simply community and district-based encouragement and helping folks from our region uh, recognize that teaching is a, a, um, a, a extremely rewarding profession, a necessary profession, and also seeing the benefits of 
serving your own community and taking that knowledge that you have of your, your local area. So that's one area that is critical if we want more uh, Alaskan-grown teachers. The, the second one is providing them with the time that is necessary to complete a degree because you can't get a teaching license without having a bachelor's degree and a bachelor's degree and you know just about any way you slice it is 120 credits and that takes time and it's not something that is easy for folks to do if they're employed full-time so looking to work with with districts um, to understand the need for release time or for um, jobs in schools that are structured that aren't full-time so that people can accrue credits at a reasonable pace rather than having to take 10 to 12 years to get a bachelor's degree. But the third area that's absolutely essential is providing people with that financial support. So we've been really looking um, across in every nook and cranny that we can find to um, look for funding streams, look for ways to braid those funding streams together uh, to provide the financial support for any Alaskan who wants to become a teacher in Alaska school. So really, we were super excited this year to have sort of a foundational allocation of funding for that come um, and uh, be be championed um, at the, the statewide level by our, our the president of the university to support students in their final year of preparation so that they can have a really high quality experience under a mentor teacher in a school, in an Alaskan school, you can do our programs anywhere in Alaska. You don't have to come to a hub community. You can do them from wherever you are. Work with that mentor teacher in your school and not have to worry about having um, another income stream from a side job while you're doing this. So the, the best strategy for creating high-quality teachers who are going to stay in the profession is to give them a year-long internship. It's also sometimes called an apprenticeship, can be called a residency. All three mean the same thing. It means that you're staying in a classroom with a teacher, seeing that classroom from the beginning of the year to the end of the year, but you're under the wing of an experienced teacher and you're doing associated coursework with a university to provide you with the up-to-date science and teaching of learning, recognizing all the pieces of the, the, the reading process, all of those things that are critical to creating a good teacher. But doing that means that you're not working full-time. And so the, this scholarship is intended to provide full tuition support as well as a $10,000 living stipend to um, Alaskans who are completing that final and critical year of teacher preparation. Okay, let me let me back that one, that one up then. Uh, so, who would be eligible for this type of uh, of an internship? And I, I understand essentially we're talking about people trying to get to the point of um, to where they can actually uh, get past the barrier of of that degree by that number of credits. And you're saying that uh, often people have to do this in their spare time because they have another job. And uh, this internship enables them to uh, take more more of a course load, I guess you would say. Exactly. So there are really two targeted groups that we're looking at. Um, the easiest group to convert from not teacher to teacher to type A certificate teacher is somebody who already has a bachelor's degree. Because if you already have a bachelor's degree, you can become a teacher in one year. It's just a single calendar year. 
you do a full year internship, you have a little bit of coursework in the summer, a little bit of coursework in the summer afterwards, and you are a, a regularly certified teacher after that year. Wow, so that's that is how, that's that's great. That's fantastic. Yeah. Yep. No, we offer those programs in in every area um, uh, that you can get it in in uh, uh, elementary. You can get it in secondary, high school, middle school teaching, and you can get it in special education. So those one-year programs are available. Um, we've been doing them for years, and this scholarship will allow folks who are in that one-year program, if they if they are, um, there's a few other little pieces of eligibility, but those folks should be eligible for this $10,000 living stipend um, as well as tuition and fees until the money runs out, of course. Um, the other <laughs> yeah, there's always is, that. Yeah, right. I mean, we, we, you know, so it's not a, it's not a bottomless um, fund. It, we have a million dollars. Uh, we're supplementing it with a few different streams of money, um, but it, both specific to individual universities and at the statewide level. We're anticipating being able to fund uh, probably between 30 and 50 people uh, a year, but we're also really looking to try to expand that because ideally we'd like to be able to support, you know, 200 to 300 people, and that would really begin to turn the tide in Alaska towards having more teachers grown here rather than flown here. <laughs> um, right now, you know, the, 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 the majority of our teachers are, are imported from outside of the state, but if we can be um, supporting and graduating around 300 teachers a year through our universities here, we will gradually move that system towards one that is populated by homegrown teachers. And the thing about that is that retention piece then and that just exact that just com continues that um that majority of alaskan prepared teachers and alaskan grown teachers because they're going to stick around as opposed to the ones who fly up for a few years and then leave oh yeah well i think uh, at this point we all also should uh, bring in that uh that there there could be some action on on the retirement conundrum um uh, we're looking at that for for public safety, and I, I think there's there's talk in the legislature of changing the uh, the state retirement program. Uh, that would probably be really good news for the teacher retention front. Absolutely, it would, and I think that we're going to start to see the 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 really devastating impact of that change in the retirement system over the next ten years as the folks who are under tier two of the, the TERS program with the, the defined benefit program are reaching retirement age and they're going to be retiring and we're going to, you know, have a really, really difficult uphill battle getting enough people to replace those folks. But I do want to go back and just mention um, in terms of eligibility for, for the scholarship, I talked about this this group of folks who um, can get their degree in one year, but we're also very much um, focused on supporting folks who don't yet have a bachelor's degree, but who are halfway to that completing that degree. So the scholarships are also available to folks who have 60 credits that already count towards a degree that leads to teacher licensure. Um, so basically, if they're in their last two years of a degree sequence, um, they, they would, you know, make sure that they would check in with their advisor to make sure they're on track for that. But we will pick up the tuition and fees for those last two years of their program. And during that final internship year, 
offer them that $10,000 living stipend to offset um, the cost of living. Is so this the, uh, is this the uh, okay, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but is this a two-and-done program then? This is very similar to, I think you're referring to LKSD's two-and-done program. Yes. And that, that program has definitely shown the most success in our state in terms of of actually, you know, moving uh, local residents into teaching positions. So this is sort of a two-and-done program for the whole state, um, at, you know, again, until the money runs out. But um, so that's, that we're targeting both of those populations. There's the, the population that already has the bachelor's degree as well as the population that is in their final two years of completion towards a bachelor's degree and licensure. Wow. Well, we're speaking to the uh, Dean of the University of Alaska Fairbanks School of Education, if you're just joining us, Amy Vinlove, and uh, we're talking about getting more homegrown teachers and what's being done at the university level for that. Now, uh, in the YK Delta, you know, I just mentioned the, the two-and-done program that the, the OKSD set up that seems to be working quite well. I also understand that uh, part of this is that the, the Cuscoquim campus uh, is available for a lot of uh, a lot of this coursework can be done remotely. Actually, all of the coursework can be done remotely. Um, there is uh, no need for people to travel to Anchorage, to Fairbanks, to Juneau to complete a degree program in teaching. The entire program can be done through distance delivery. And also, what, one of the things that we've done um, in collaboration with the Cuscoquim campus and several of our other rural campuses is we've worked closely with school districts like LKSD to offer what we call course intensives. So we look at folks um, who are working for the district, um, you know, in, in part-time or full-time positions, but non-certificated teachers. And we do transcript analysis to see what kind of courses they need to start to move ahead on their credit accrual. And we find a instructor who knows the region. Oftentimes, they already live out there in the region um, and knows the content area. It's been approved by that department to teach that content area. And we organize what's called a course intensive, um, where folks often will come uh, face-to-face to Bethel and get um, uh, an entire three-credit course um, basically condensed into a two-week, like, everyday format with a little bit of coursework on either side to make sure that you get 45 hours of, of FaceTime that you're, or, you know, contact time you're supposed to have for a three-credit course. But they'll come in, and they'll get a course done in that period of time. And also, one of the nice things about that system is that they get a course that is really catered towards the local area, towards their local knowledge, and specific to, to the, the group that is being worked with there. So that's something that we're really, um, you know, has been a really great uh, partnership with the Cuscoquim campus and with LKSD to offer those course intensives there in Bethel. Well, I would think that they would get a lavish welcome when they came in if people knew that it was likely to lead to more uh, uh, culturally responsive education and, and homegrown teachers. I mean, I think a lot of people in our, our school districts are really just hoping for that. Yes, absolutely. Well, I, we don't have too much time left, but I, I wanted to see if I could get into the, 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 a few more areas here, and maybe maybe you can come back at some point. And, and we can catch up. But this whole area of um, local material in the curriculum of the schools and the capability to deal with a a multilingual situation in the schools, the cultural 
elements here. Do you think that's on the rise here in, in terms of preparing teachers that they're, you know, willing to uh, uh, give some flex into uh, into uh, uh, education that might be a bit more relevant for for uh, for kids in a in a subsistence economy? Absolutely, and I think that, that that's something where, um, you know, speaking with, from a, a UAF-specific standpoint, that we've really been building out our ability to create uh, locally relevant, culturally sustaining uh, pre-service teacher preparations for, for almost 50 years, um, starting with some programs that came about in, in the 70s. Um, but we have a set of what are called uh, core practices in culturally sustaining teaching that are integrated into all of our teacher preparation programs, things like helping pre-service teachers gather and utilize local historical knowledge as a foundation on which to build relevant academic experiences or respectfully incorporating local resources into instruction. Um, facilitating reciprocal family engagement practices that integrate family voices. Those are key components of every single teacher preparation program that is offered at the University of Alaska Fairbanks. Well, you, part of you what's did, called our you did practice. really great. You did really great in hitting the post. We just reached the end of our time. Thank you very much, okay. Amy. Okay. All right. Bye thank now. you. Bye bye. That was KYUK Steve Heimel with Dr. Amy Vinlove, Uni- Dean of the University of Alaska Fairbanks School of Education. Join us Monday when we talk about coastal birds and changing ocean conditions. This is Coffee at KYUK. That's Coffee, weekday mornings at 8.40. Catch up on old episodes by visiting KYUK.org or find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your favorite podcast.